Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Com slash J-O. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, the wind was kind of blowing in on Friday, maybe from in center to the pole there. It's killing things to ride, and then it, it went away in about the third inning, so then the stadium got a little jumpy all weekend. The ball was flying, so hats off to the pitching staff. They've done a good job. They did a great job last weekend, too. Started with the two lefties on Friday and then went on yesterday. Freshman closing and freshman closing again today. I mean, that's some stuff you can build off of. Gives us some more confidence and, and some options on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trigger Tuesday. We want to continue to hear from you. 501-661-1037 is the number you can call or text in. Get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback after me on Twitter at Neighbors. But we do know that... And on Tuesdays, especially moving forward around 2 o'clock, we are going to be joined by a very special guest here in the Hogsmeade Market Studios. And once again, we are joined by Trent Daniel, this time as the former Razorback baseball player joins us. It is officially sponsored by Lift Truck Service Center, where you can check out their website at lifttruckservicecenterinc.com for all your forklift needs as well as uh, various other things too. So, Trent, first off, love having you back. And second off, Glad we got a, a nice little sponsor and helping out some of the local businesses here in the state of Arkansas. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me back, and uh, thanks for helping me get that pushed through. I know it had taken a little bit, but uh, I definitely appreciate Mark at Lift Truck Services for, for coming through for me. Yeah, we, well, we appreciate it, man. So let's. Uh, I know we got a lot of baseball questions for yeah. you, but hey, talking about a sweep over the Tennessee Vols and Bomb, man, it's got to feel pretty good, and I know you definitely enjoyed seeing that happen. Yeah, that was a... Uh, it feels good this week, doesn't it? You know, to come come through with that. I mean, it, you want to win two or three there, so anything after that's a bonus. And just the way it was kind of, I mean, kind of a dominant weekend from them. They Tennessee might have led early, you know, those first couple leadoff home runs, but it was it was all Razorbacks after that for the most part. Getting it done also against a quality team. Now Tennessee has been struggling on the road, but you know what they're capable of. So that says a lot more about what the Razorbacks are are doing to this point. Yeah, and, you know, you saw kind of some arms, some freshman arms, you know, Bobby starting Sunday and some guys piggyback off of him, and it was good to see, you know, kind of seeing those days kind of get set. McIntyre doing his thing, like he's just been solid, and, you know, he's going to give you his best stuff, you know, his best effort every every Saturday, and I don't know what else you can really say about Hagen Smith, Man. but um, just dominant, and it kind of feels like he rolls off of Holland a lot, because Holland... You get if you don't get any runs early off him and he settles in, it gets real tough because he, I mean, he's nasty. So it kind of seems like Hagen really, you know, comes in right after him, piggybacking off of all his, you know, momentum. I think it was huge too. With uh, speaking of pitching, that you got the sweep and you only used seven pitchers. Uh, you, you used two on Friday, two on Saturday, and three on Sunday. Uh, I know that uh, at times whenever you get the series win after two games, you know, maybe you get a little bit more creative there since you got the series victory. But uh, to limit the arms, and especially knowing the injuries that they've had and the depth they had, I feel like that was also a huge win, not only winning the series, but being able to reserve and preserve a little bit uh, your pitching staff as much as possible as well. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever – I don't know if I've ever been a part of a weekend where you just had your starter and a reliever Friday, Saturday. I mean, I'm sure I have. I just hard to remember it. But they were, I mean, dominant engaged. You can just see him each weekend, more confidence. He's ready for that moment. And – 
I mean, he doesn't look like a freshman anymore. This time of the year, those guys usually, you're not a true freshman anymore. Like, you've played, it's time, you've been out there, so it's good to see that for sure. Starting pitching is giving you those quality innings, too, going six deep in the first two games. That was important. Yeah, I mean, what you got from McIntyre and Holland, I mean, they've just kind of been steady with that. I know Holland had one rough outing, but you can get to that sixth inning, another quality start from Mac, and... And, you know, preserve that bullpen. You got Hagen. You know he's going to come in and finish the game. I mean, you're, you're in a great position. You didn't have to use Carter the first two games. So they were – you felt really good going into Sunday about, hey, if you get two or three out of Bobby, we're in a good spot here. We can really – we got the whole staff ready pretty much. Yeah, it was uh, – again, it was a good, like, series to just be able to, to come out and play really good baseball and to, to battle through it as well. And uh, I think that just uh, with the opening of the game, because I think Friday and Saturday both, it's like third pitch and fourth pitch, home run, solo shot for, for both games. And I will admit, like, when that Friday game happened and that was the first way it saw, I was like, man, just don't let it be one of these games. Like, don't let it just where they're just going to start teeing off. But I think that that just, again, goes back to what we've talked about, the, the toughness, the mental toughness especially of this team and the Dave Van Horn team in general is just – Hey, you know, it, it could be easy, especially if you're a young player out there where, you know, oh, big crowd, big game, getting in the moment, and then you let up a, a solo shot yeah. maybe to lose a little bit of the confidence. But uh, Tennessee, at least on Friday, scored two runs in the first inning, and that was all that they scored the rest of the game, too. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what I was saying with Holland. Like, he, he does, it's like the first inning or two, which is normal for a starter. He's trying to get in a groove, into a rhythm, and you better get to him early because if he starts to settle in, because you can see him do that every weekend. It's going to be really tough to get anything going against him. Trent, what do you think of how they're using the bullpen where they don't have guys necessarily locked in the roles to say, this is our, our closer and this is the one that we're going to go with pretty much in every game to try to close out the game. But it puts those p- p- uh, pitchers in a position where they have to be ready at all times. Yeah, I think it's sort of unique and the, the injuries have just kind of put them, you know, this is kind of what it is this year. And um I just like to see those guys ready, and you know you got to have the right mindset and all that. And I think they do. They're, I mean, you got Hagen Smith should be a first rounder. He's willingly goes to the bullpen to do whatever he'll it takes for the you know the team. And I think you know the the rest of the pitching staff they see probably your best pitcher do something like that. It's like, man, if that guy's willing to do this, what I have no issue. Whatever role I need to do, come in, get an out, three innings. So I think you can just see there there's a good chemistry with the guys. And they just they just take on DVH's persona, really more so this year I think than the past few years as far as they Tennessee struggles in the field, so they put pressure on them on the base pass. I knew they I had a feeling they were going to do that, and they they stole more bases than I've seen them in a long time. So I think the whole team that there's just a good chemistry out there, and from what I've seen, and they just kind of feed off DVH. There's no panic. We lost a bunch of good arms, this and that. Well. It's just the next guy, and this is what you're here to do. Yeah, it's been really fun to see them continue to win the way that they have. I mean, they're 11-4 and in SEC play. They're leading the SEC West. They're two games out of the first spot in the SEC overall because we know the East is really loaded. And you're at the midway point. You've won four out of five series. The only one you've lost was on the road to the number one team in LSU, and you still won at least one game there. But uh, I guess the, the question, and I think this team will be fine, and, and Dave's definitely done it enough, but it's always going to be a thing of like, Make sure you don't start reading press clippings. Start looking ahead. Yep. Start looking at your record in the SEC. Say, oh, man, we're in control. We, we got all this. Because, I mean, the rest of the way, the next five series are just as tough, maybe even tougher than what the previous five series were, too. Yeah, I, DV, he just DVH has a way of talking to the guys. And there's no – they try to stay – he tries to stay level. There's no up and down. I mean, what, they're, what they've been doing is, is great, and you're just halfway done. So they've accomplished nothing yet, but they need to keep – you know, let's keep rolling. They're they're in a good spot. Trent, for uh, Major League Baseball, of course, you like to see different rules when you go from being a professional to being a college player. But they have a rule for pitchers that they have to face at least three batters or that they have to finish that half inning when they come in for relievers. Is that something that you would like to see for college? Is is that a rule you like, or how do you feel about that rule altogether? Um, it's so new to me, and I was a guy – especially college into pro ball, I was I could come in and get a lefty. I would face one batter at times. So for me, it, it that's something that's like, well, it, it's hard for me to – I wouldn't say hard. I'm still trying to get used to all these new rules. Um, as far as doing that in college, gosh, I don't know. That's tough. Hmm. Um, I, I think the MLB guys are a little more capable of that. I, I don't want to change too much about the game. I, I like the way the game is a lot already. So – 
I like I like when you can see a manager manage the game. Like when I need this guy for this hitter, I know I got a righty up. Let's have this guy. I like the matching up late in the games, especially. What what are some of those major differences though you see between the college game and the pro game? Yeah, I think well, you know, there's a lot. There's some issues in college ball as far as I think controlling the run game at times, maybe um, getting a little too far ahead of yourself as far as maybe you're worrying too much about the runners. There's a guy the plate that's going to always hurt you more. Um, man, pro ball to college ball, it, it there's a different pace of play for sure. Of course, I played before all the you know, all this, the clocks and stuff. So it's hard for me to really, you know, say what it's like now. But I thought the pace of play from college was, I mean, it was, it, it, it felt like every pitch was, not that they're not always important, but in pro ball, it's so relaxed. You're playing so many more games, long season where, I mean, these weekend series are this, you know, they mean so much. So it just seems like there's a little bit, it's a little bit more relaxed in, um, in pro ball than college, especially in the SEC. Former Razorback Trent Daniels, our guest here in the Hogsmeade Market Studios. And Trent, I brought this up a little bit with Peyton because when we were here on Wednesday, when he came in last Wednesday, Arkansas had to play Little Rock that night. And they had just come off of a huge win, 21-5. to Arkansas did not play well. They, they got it handed to him. And if you listen to Dave Van Horn after the game, he didn't seem like he was a really happy camper. And I felt like maybe that type of game is what got them refocused and rejuvenated to go into Tennessee. Because, you know, there's a lot of games, and those midweek games can sometimes, you know, go some squirrely ways. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe that's something that this team needed at that point in time to get a little humbled a little bit before a big SEC series like Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I think a loss for any kind of team at times is you don't want to lose, but it it can certainly refocus you and, and... I do realize that midweek games you're playing, there's a bunch of guys that don't play a whole lot and some things can go weird. But as far as the fundamentals and the mental aspect of it, they weren't good at that. And those are things that can be controlled at all times. So I didn't like to see that. You know, you can deal with the physical errors. That's part of the game and all that. But there's some mental mistakes that, that just can't happen, you know. And that and Euler, it seems like if we play like that, they've done that to us twice now. So I expect a tonight to be a little bit better i mean you got adcock starting i would like to see morris get in there and you know like we need him we're going to need him so like let's get him in there and try to get him let him you know get in the game and figure himself out a little bit you know for midweek games this has the opportunity for some of these these mid-majors and and teams that you would normally see it's their opportunity to knock off one of the bigger teams better teams in the country and then it, it seems like it means a little bit more now because they're playing so many in-state teams here in the past couple of seasons that they've gotten that together. And they, it, they do a great job on the schedule of playing some of these in-state teams. Yeah, I'm, I've, been, I've been waiting on that for years. I wish we would have gotten to play them. I've, I'm glad to see all these teams on the schedule. I think it's way past due. I mean, I wouldn't mind a little home-and-home, home, like go out to Jonesboro, you know, just do something like that and even go play, you know, across the state. And I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, I would rather play UCA than, you know, some other team from a different state, smaller school, you know, they come up. I, I would just like to – I like seeing it, so I'm happy it's happening across all the sports. Yeah, I am I am too. Yeah, and that's a great point that you make there too. Go play them at their place sometime. Yeah. You, you don't have to do it, you know, through the entire schedule, but pick one of these teams and kind of rotate that year by year. You know, this year we're going to play at Conway, at UCA. Next year play at Little Rock. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, and I know we was it you, we played UCA at Dickey Stevens mm-hmm. last year. That's right, yeah. What a so, walk off I mean, fashion, yeah. I I would like to always play an in-state school at that game. I, I've kind of even through the years mentioned always playing a state in football at War Memorial. Like if we're gonna play at War Memorial, I think it'd be awesome to play in-state. I think it'd be a you know a great atmosphere and stuff. So I like to keep an in-state school at the at the minor league park when they come to Little Rock and. It just means a little bit more. It's a bunch of Arkansas kids playing. I guess this year they're not playing UAPB. They did last year, uh, they, but they're playing UCA. They were supposed to play Arkansas State, but it got canceled. And, uh, of course, uh, playing Little Rock. So I guess those were the only ones. But, yeah, I know that they've done with UAPB and uh, how much uh, – I know UAPB has appreciated it, too, as they're trying to get their baseball program really get going, too. But I think that's honestly, like, of course, the, the coolness of playing in state schools are there. But – for some of these other schools too that may are struggling with baseball or maybe with recruiting or maybe with finance or whatever, 
playing a team like Arkansas and, and kind of bringing that exposure to them is something that can always help them out. And, and, you know, even if they lose or if they lose big or whatever, it's still nice for the brand and for people to realize, hey, there's there's more baseball programs here in this state, too, besides just the Razorbacks. Yeah, and you know that with the portal and things the way they are now, I mean, you're playing – these guys could – there could be a player on UCA that impresses DVH and he goes to the portal and he wants him to come – you know, I mean, like you're – it's a great opportunity to go play at a great stadium in front of, I mean, a, a great coaching staff and stuff, and, and it's your chance to maybe impress a coach that maybe would have never seen you or heard of you before. They play so many games. They play enough games on the schedule where they can make that happen every year by playing a number of in-state teams, and maybe there could be an adjustment to the schedule where they play them a little earlier in the season also because you see some of these teams that they play earlier in the season – they could sub, you know, substitute that for some of these in-state teams. Yeah, I think you know a lot of times you'll see those teams from the Midwest or maybe the Northeast where it's real cold come in early. So I don't know if that's something they want to try to keep that way. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I I would be fine playing them multiple times through the year. But I know they they're trying to spread it out. Yeah, I'm sure scheduling is always a tough yeah. thing no matter what. But uh, but yeah, we're we're talking a lot of baseball here with Trent Daniel, former Razorback, and someone I know who is a huge Razorback baseball fan is Jake and Cabot, who we are connected with once again. So what's going on, Jake? Hey, good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Freak. What's going on, guys? Hey, Jake. What's up, man? Everything's good. Hey, hey, Trent, man, good to talk to you. I want to say that I cannot agree with you more. I think the only game that should be played in War Memorial is Arkansas A-State, honestly. I think that should be a yearly thing and the only game that's played there. Because Arkansas doesn't make anything else playing there. They actually pay to play that game there. So, that's football. But anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit of baseball real quick. Uh, I really like how Dave and Matt Hobb have, uh, with the pitching staff, you know, man, they've been bang- so banged up this year, and they've figured it out. They're fig- it's not there yet, but they're getting there, and they're figuring it out. And then they're getting these guys, you know, they're, they're getting these, these Dylan Carter. And uh, Cody, what? Oh, what's the kid's name from the other night? Wood, Gage Wood. Gage Wood, yeah. Man, that kid's on fire, dude, and 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 just like I love his attitude. And that's literally he was throwing after he throwing the flat fastball. Come on now, I mean, he said he even said on the interview, he said, "Well, if I thought if I had my fastball going, you know, I want to try, it, Coach. All right, well, go ahead. All right, so I'll go from a ninety-five mile an hour heater to a eighty mile an hour splitter." and drop the bottom out of it, and they won't be able to touch it. That was awesome, man. It was like one of the coolest things ever. And uh, just to watch him hyped up the other night when he won that game, and and uh, uh, I, I was able to go to the game on Sunday thanks to the buzz. I won tickets from you guys, so thank you for that. And I uh, got to take someone special there that's never been to an Arkansas game before in her life. And she heard the hog call and did the hog call, and she's from out of state, so it was a really cool thing. But... Uh, yeah, man, I think this Arkansas team, like, it it, it could be like the, uh, the the Jekyll and Hyde team that could actually make a lot of noise in the postseason, man. And uh, I'd like to hear your, you guys' thoughts on that. And, hey, Joe, I saw you got the picture the other day, man. Did you show it to, did you show it to John so maybe he could put at least a face to the name? Yeah, yeah, on the text line, he was able to see it. You, yeah, you sent it in through yeah, the text line, yeah. so yeah, we see everything that comes right. in through there. Yeah, we do. One more thing for you guys, go hard, go baby. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Jake. Thanks, thanks, Jake. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, so as far as the pitching staff, you know, like coming into the year, DVH like verbatim, this is one of the maybe the deepest, best pitching staff we've had, and I think that says a lot because there's been some really good pitching staff. So. Luckily, we did have the depth and the recruiting and stuff, and you're seeing these big arms settle in, have some good outings, get confident, because that's a huge part of the game for sure is confidence. Tennessee doesn't look confident to me. I mean, they're when you're not confident, you make mistakes, weird mistakes that they were doing, and that's what I see. Not much chemistry, not sure, not sure who their leaders are. They had a bunch of guys leave, but I see the opposite of this team. You know, your outfield's all experienced guys, older guys, and – there's just like a calmness out there. I, it, I really like the vibe of the team, 
and they just find ways to win in different ways and i, I really appreciate what they do yeah and on top of that uh you know now with wagner being out for a few weeks it's just you wouldn't even uh, noticed it this weekend yeah i mean it's it's which is a great thing and he's a great player but you're you're talking about like you know the way the boyfriend's hitting good grief yep. <laughs> hitting 402 mm-hmm. on the year ain't too bad but yeah they get kindle Diggs out there you know step up and a next man up mentality. I think that that's what's the most reassuring thing right now for Arkansas is even with these injuries, you're still finding ways to win. And some of these guys are out for the year, but some of them are going to be back, and you're hoping you can start playing your best baseball by then, too. Uh, before we take commercial break, let's go to Ryan in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Trent. Uh, I wanted to say I 100%, uh, 100% agree with you. There's no reason why we shouldn't be playing A State or UCA opening week of the season instead of some, somebody out of state. I just wanted to tell you that and tell you I agree with you 100%. And I don't know if We'll Memorial stay or go, but I do I do agree if we're, if it does stay, we do need to be doing uh, in state teams 100. Um, percent But that's all I got. I uh, hope y'all have a great day and uh, go off. Appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, you know it seems like the War Memorial games. Like when I was growing up, it was just different. You know, with Houston Nutt and all them, it was big games. You could beat LSU every time you played them, and now it's just it's like it's lost the the luster a little bit. So I. I just feel like the atmosphere you you bring Arkansas State in, somebody like that, you know, in state, keep it in the state, the money and everything is would be the if we're gonna play a game there, I guess, I, I would have liked to see it in state. And game. doing it a bit different this year, opening the season yeah. at War Memorial Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice and warm. Yeah, well, I'm I'm like, I I've, of course you know we we could talk about the great stadium bait and all that stuff, but I agree with you. It's just because it's like you got to look at it in the perspective of hey, you can't have SEC games there really anymore because yeah. of how important on-campus mm-hmm. visits are for those. But if you're going to have a game, have a game that people want to see, want to go to, and if it's not going to be a big game as far as getting you know a capacity crowd in Fayetteville, then get somebody here in state, which everyone's going to be excited about that game once it comes around in 2025. See, that's how they get around it this year, though, because mm-hmm. it's the opening game. Everybody wants to see the opening yep. game. That's right. So they, well, you they, know, and you're playing A&M neutral sites, so you're right. losing that game. I don't know how much longer that contract's up. 2024. Okay, well, Let's get back to home and home there. Good. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you're playing another SEC team in War Memorial. It's like, man, I mean, that's that's two games potentially lost there in the season. That's That can't happen. Yeah, that's too many. But we got a lot more coming up here on Out of Bounds on a Trigger Tuesday. So, stay with us, folks. Join me, Hagen Smith, as I get in the zone with Justin Acree and Wes Moore each Wednesday. We will break down each of my outings and look ahead to the next matchup. My visit is brought to you by John Mark Goings Allstate. I've got the mountain covered, but John Mark Goings Allstate has all of your insurance needs covered. Are you in good hands? Last night in the NBA playoffs, the 76ers rallied after being down half to beat the Nets 96-84 and take a 2-0 lead in the series. They were led by Tyrese Maxey, who had 33 points. Joel Embiid had 20 points, 19 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 blocks. Game 3 will be on Thursday in New York. The Kings also went up 2-0 in their series, beating the Warriors 114-106. The Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis both had 24 in the win. This is the first time Stephen Curry has ever went down 0-2 in a series in his career. On the flip side, Kings head coach Mike Brown now has the second most wins in Kings postseason history. He has two wins. Game 3 will be on Thursday in San Francisco. And tonight in the NBA playoffs, there will be three games. At 6, the Celtics will host the Hawks up 1-0. It'll be on NBA TV. At 6.30, the the Knicks will face the Cavs up 1-0 on TNT. Then the Clippers will face the Suns up 1-0. That game will be at 9 o'clock on TNT. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. For more than a century, our Kansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Get a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. River Valley Tractor. 
GameStop.com. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. See agent Steve Ferguson in Little Rock, Bo Beavis in Cabot, or Daniel Vickers in Sherwood. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. If you want to deal with people who are straightforward when it comes to painting, Serta Pro Painters is the only answer for you. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated and backed by local people who will give you the straight story when you're scheduling your appointment. It's that time of year now as well with spring rolling around to update the outside of your home. Serta Pro is the place to go if you want exterior painting done. Improve that curb appeal and if you're thinking about selling, get Serta Pro on the case before and raise that property value. Get Serta Pro on the case at CertaPro.com. All About Tire & Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire & Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire & Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at AllAboutTireAndBrake.com. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. One more for the Big 12 Player of the Year. He banked it in. He didn't mean to. He banked it in. Arkansas throws it into Kamani. Back to black. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Hogs are going to the Sweet 16. Hogs are going to the Sweet 16. Vegas, baby. The Razorbacks for the third straight year are headed to the Sweet 16. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. NBA, MLB, combat sports, boxing, MMA, XFL, golf, name the sport. Bet Saracen has it. They have great in-game and prop bets and also flash bets. So for the odds, favorites, and underdogs, Bet Saracen is where you want to be. Tonight's game, Arkansas is favored over UCA in baseball by 4.5. The over-under is 11.5. And here's a great special to get in on. Arkansas to hit a home run versus UCA is plus 100. NBA playoffs continuing tonight. If you're feeling good about the Lakers, the Lakers are favored by one over the Memphis Grizzlies. And then the Clippers, they won game one over the Phoenix Suns. The Suns are favored by eight tonight. So if you feel good about the Clippers getting a second win versus the Suns, they're, uh, they have an eight-point cushion there. Or even if you feel like it's a close game, the Clippers can get the cover. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store. Download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, also former Razorback pitcher uh, Trent Daniel joining us here in studio thanks to Lift Truck Service. And I know uh, we, we were talking about something you know, with the in-state schools and uh, during the break, and I thought uh, Trent brought up a really interesting point. When the games are played at Dickey Stevens Park, it's always really low scoring for Arkansas. And so, you know, so you were talking about maybe there's something about the backdrop or something that way where it's throwing off the hitting and where they just don't have much success offensively, too. Yeah. I mean, if you think about these games, because uh, I, I just told you about it, too, and even when I played there, I think we played Louisiana Tech and maybe Memphis. It was like, I mean, 2-1, to 3-2. to two, And it, it is odd how even these big offenses the past couple of years, it is a struggle to get anything going. And... um I, I do think there's some visual. It's always the same time of night. I, 
I don't know that because I didn't hit and step in the box, but to see all these offenses always come in and it is a low scoring affair. You only had a two hour bus trip and uh, I, I can't really pin it to anything else, but something is just off for the hitters in the box. And I was even telling you pitching there, certain backdrops, you know, like you have a full net all the way down to the ground. For me, um, the the plate looked like it was 100 feet away. And it, it's weird how that effect, it can have that effect on the backdrop behind a batter, but it does. And it, it seemed like you're just, you're playing long toss and you're trying to pitch. So there's definitely some different aspects. You don't really play in a stadium where you have no, behind the, the batter's box, you have no, you know, wall mm-hmm. or any pad like you see at every other stadium. So there is some different visual things there, at least for pitching. So I can imagine hitter-wise, there there's, seems to be something that always goes on in Dickey Stevens. It, it even makes you wonder about the dimensions of the park and yeah. the differences there because for all intents and purposes, it doesn't seem like it is a hitter's park. Right. It can be right. if the wind is blowing out, but it doesn't seem like it is for the most part. Yeah, you don't ever – I mean, it, it seems like a rarity – I even think back to a ball leaving the park for us on offense. I mean, it, it definitely plays. I don't know if it's the river or how it's set in there. You know, it's kind of dropped in the ground down below. And hmm. you're right about that. It it's definitely seems to be a pitcher's park. Yeah, it seems to be. Hey, let's get you on a different mic over here for some reason. That uh, one over there, you can just move it. This this mic over here, you just move it to you and move that one out of the way. Uh, it's, it's like it was fine for the first for the first break that we were doing, but for some reason, hey, something. I was like, what am I saying wrong? Here? Yeah, that's, there you go. That's <laughs> no, much better, it, yeah. it was just a little low to begin with, okay. but then it, the volume. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, but no, it works. Yeah, that one sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah. So it works out. But yeah, that was that was the thing where if you look at just in general though, and that's kind of been the whole stigma and having games in Central Arkansas for all the sports. Not saying that Arkansas always loses, but there's just been this thing with basketball even where they didn't play as well at Simmons Bank Arena or in football. You know, Warren World didn't play as well. It's not an excuse because you need to play well no matter where you're playing, but. It, it's it is interesting how it seems to have some sort of impact in some cases too. And it almost seems to me like the basketball team. There's a visual thing too. I mean, I know I know the backdrops for shooters. I mean, the hoop you know can look strange and you know you know death perception and all that. It, it seems like there's always a struggle offensively for basketball too. It's kind of odd, but hmm. I, I know for a fact the baseball team. It's like bet the under like we were talking about. Of course, we may <laughs> we may run roll them this you know couple weeks, but. It just seems like it's always a struggle. It's going to be a close game. Doesn't matter who the team is. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's tough too. By the way, David on our first Arkansas Bank Trust text line says, "Good stuff this afternoon, guys, with the baseball talk." Hey, that's why we bring Trent in because he knows a lot more about baseball than us. So we we get him as our expert coming in there too. Uh, from the 501 also says, I'm glad we were playing in-state schools. However, let's face it, it's not like they're facing our best pitchers, and if anyone is nursing an injury, they are resting them. So it's not exactly apples to apples, but it's fun nonetheless. Well, yeah, but I think that it's something to where if it's a midweek game, and kind of to your point, Trent, would you rather see them go up against, because you're going to have midweek games no matter what, but would you rather see them go up against a team from Missouri, a small school from Missouri, a small school from Oklahoma or whatever, or in state schools? It's like they're still going to approach it the same way. They're, they're not going to do a full weekend series usually with, a, with schools in state, but you know, it's still about getting the exposure, getting that practice in, and helping out those pitchers that don't get to play too much in the midweeks to get them some experience too yeah i mean midweek games are what they are there's gonna be some guys that are sitting taking a break um it's just the nature of how those games are but it's still fun to see an arkansas team come into bomb or play them in litter rock and i've enjoyed it i never got to do that i wish i would have i think it's awesome that it happens but um yeah i mean and to your point, even a guy, I mean, a couple guys that we need to, like, Adcock starting, you can tell these midweek games are trying to get him because he has the stuff. I mean, he's a great, he's a good pitcher. So all the stuff's there, and these midweek games are good for getting some guys back out there, like, get in the game because you can, you can only do so much in practice or, you know, live BP and stuff. You need to be in the game situation, feel, feel the pressure of the game, and try to work some stuff out on your own because there's definitely some arms that they expected to – be a big role this year and they just haven't been there yet it's helpful in a couple of ways because you can bring certain players up to speed get some players some playing time and on the other hand you can get some players some rest so the midweek games they are very important to trying to balance everything out going into those weekend series yeah baseball is such a game like momentum and you know like big leagues and stuff they're playing every day i mean that's how the game's kind of designed to be so it's tough in college if you just pitch on a saturday and another saturday unless you're a starter i mean that's just how that is but the more at bats you get you know the more pitches you know more times you're on the mound and all that 
that's only a good thing. You know, the more experience and, like I said, feeling feeling the the moment out there for sure. This comes on to the Asher Record Life and feedback from J.K. talking about Dickie Stevens Park. It says DSP is widely regarded as one of the most pitcher friendly parks in major league or minor league baseball. It says uh, they added the baskets in left field a few years ago to try to help with this small amount, but I think the park factor still has a, a minus point. 5-0 runs, meaning offenses score less than a run than a normal game per year because it's really tough to hit a ball out of that spacious outfield. So For sure. Yeah. The, the dimension thing, like Joe said, I didn't even think about it. Of course, that's a huge part of it. But, yeah, it's it, it plays like a pitcher part for sure. I mean, it kind of reminds you of TD Ameritrade a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not as big, but, you know, like you don't see too many balls leave the yard. Yeah. Clint Sterner in a charity softball game hit one to the wall. Almost left the park. We're talking about a softball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, and then hold on to that one then because, uh, yeah, if he's getting it out that far, that's that's pretty big because I I mean, it's, I know that parks are designed different and everything, but I guess it makes the games go by quicker there too. And, you know, yeah. I mean, three up, yeah. three down. Especially adding this clock now. So, I mean, it should uh-huh. roll through pretty quick. Yeah, good grief. Yeah, the, the clock and the way that that's moving has been, has been wild. Which, by the way, that we asked Stovall about it too. That play. Uh, on I guess it was it Saturday's game in the first inning where Tennessee tried to run home and it was like it, there's a lot of confusion going on there. We kind of were talking about it before uh, before you came on the show, but I have I, never seen anything like it and it was confusing to me. I think Stovall did a great job explaining it to us yesterday, kind of what was going on. But I, I didn't really know what Tennessee was trying to do, and I really don't think Arkansas, at least some players in Arkansas, didn't really know what they were trying to do either. It's really weird. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've seen some guys get caught up together on the bag and stuff as far as where the ball went. Ended up at Slavin's at first base. He runs the guy, two guys back to second. I was like, what is going on? It kind of was like, this is that's kind of how Tennessee's weekend was. Like, what are they doing sometimes, for sure? That's how it seemed. Yeah, a lot of errors and everything, too. Because yeah. even the play, which people, and I love, because I was sitting there in the stands, and we talked about some of the people there at Baumwalker Stadium, and uh, the things that they say, and of course they just complain about everything, which is funny, but sometimes it gets old. But uh, the other play too, where they kept throwing over to first, uh, trying trying to do pickoff, and it was not happening. It was like five straight times, and then the fifth, sixth time, they faked it and threw it to third. Ball went awry, and then they ended up scoring anyways. Uh, Arkansas did, but then there were people yelling that it was a balk. Like that's not a balk, right? Like you can you can do that where you fake throwing the first and throw it to third, I think right? as like, long as you for sure throw... I, I could be just talking out of my head here, but I think as long as you do throw the ball to third, which he threw it down the line, but that keeps it from being that. I'm not... I don't... I mean, I was a lefty, so I didn't do the little step off. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a little bit different for me. It was a balk if I didn't throw it to first. And I lifted my leg like that, but um, yeah, that was odd, and it looked like we they had him at third, and the the it was nowhere near. You know, they just threw it up the line. I was like, "Thank you, we'll take that one, mm-hmm. easy run." Yeah, I wonder if that was like something they practiced. You know, or trying to say, "Hey, they we're going to throw it over it here." But yeah, yeah, they were definitely setting it up. You just don't kind of a gimmick play. You don't see that too much. So it's kind of like, man, I don't Tennessee's trying to. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> since, since people were confused as far as what a bulk is, explain what that is and how that comes about, please. Well. This, I mean, I guess for me, as far as a lefty, you know, like there's a, I believe it's 45 degrees from the pitch, the, the rubber to home plate. If you cut that in half, if I pick the first base, my leg is supposed to, I'm supposed to drop my foot 45 degree or more towards first base. A lot of times you'll see guys cheat that. It's all in the umpires, but you have to throw the ball over if you're um, lefty and you pick your, le- you know, your lead leg up and go to first base with it, or you can step off. Um, they've changed some of the, some of the inside move rules and all that are, are different now. Um, a balk. I'm trying to think as far as, golly, it's hard to. It, it's so hard for me to try to like basically put, put, explain yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, on the spot like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I tell, tell you what, we're up against. We'll okay. take a break. When we come back, we'll we'll get some more of the explanation because I'm fascinated by because I yeah. feel like every time I think I know what a balk is, I see something yeah. I didn't think was a balk and it was a balk, <laughs> and I, I have no idea. So it'd be very helpful for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll talk about that. We'll keep it moving on a Trigger Tuesday, folks. 501-661-1037 if you want in. Call or text in. And we got Trent Daniel, former Razorback, joining us here, too. We'll talk, continue our conversations with him and a lot more coming up next here on Out of Bounds. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. 
Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. When was the last time you took some time to check your child's cell phone? It takes only a few seconds and a handful of clicks for your child to fall prey to sexual exploitation, harassment, cyberbullying, and worse. The Arkansas Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force wants to help you protect your children in the digital age. Go to aricac.org. That's aricac.org. So, when was the last time you took some time to check your child's cell phone? Make the time today. Many Arkansans are left without a vehicle to trade, which means no sales tax credit to take advantage of. Because of this, Guatney Chevrolet will be paying the sales tax on all vehicles sold this month, whether new or pre-owned. And if you lost your vehicle in Pulaski Cross or Lone Oak County, Guatney will apply an extra $1,000 rebate to your new Chevy. We're here to help. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet find new roads. If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you when you're ready to rebuild. If you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the flooring king. At QC Kinetics, we have story after story of patients freed from agonizing pain through amazing regenerative treatments. But this one, well, it's extra special. My father, who is 70 years old, had both of his knees worn out. He went to an orthopedic surgeon who said, you need both of your knees operated on. We can book you for next week. But Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a QC Kinetics medical director, knew he had other options. I had him come to QC Kinetics. We treated both of his knees using our protocols with regenerative medicine. Within a few months, he was back to walking. A few months later, he was at the gym exercising three times a week. He can keep up with our three-and-a-half-year-old little girl. No surgery, no complicated rehab or downtime. It's completely life-changing for him. You have options, too. Before they whisk you away to surgery, slow down. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars. And the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 1037 The Buzz. Trigger Tuesday, John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Trent Daniel in studio with us as well, talking a lot of baseball, and know that uh, before we took the break, the, the question was about the bulk and uh, what it is or, or how it works or 
uh, when it is and when it's not a bulk. But uh, we were talking about, of course, with Trent, and it seems like it's, as you are talking about, sometimes umps call it different ways, almost like with most of the things that they call are just officials. But uh, it seems like there's at least a pretty set standard for what a bulk actually is. Yeah, I was telling Joe, it's like I've, I've played, and like I know what it is. I've, you know, if I did it or if I see it, I know. And it's like trying to explain it. It was just like, whoa, I've never really thought of explaining just the basic bulk. But, you know, like if you got guys on base, you come set. Nothing move but your head. You know, little movements like that's a balk. You get a you get a bag there, and it, it's really about not. It, you're not allowed to deceive the runner. So there's certain things you can't do. They'll call a balk on you for that. That's the key word too, mm-hmm. trying to deceive the yeah. runner. Because uh, one of them that's explained is if you can sense that a runner at first is trying to steal second, and you turn to make a throw at second, but you don't make the throw then you'll get a ball called on you because you didn't go through the motion. Right. Mm-hmm. And we saw it. We were just talking about it. We, ten, it happened in Tennessee. They He went to pick to second base, and the, nobody was – There was shortstop wasn't there. And I, I was saying, I don't know if that's the new rule. I didn't hear him explain it. I still don't think I know everything about the rules. But we got a ball on that. We ended up walking, and next guy got a hit. Or we, they walked in a run. Something that gave us a run there. You could see Tony chirping at the umpire, of course, and – <laughs> it, it, it was a benefit to us because they yeah. were just kind of out of sorts like they were the whole weekend, it seemed like. Yeah, well, that's what made me laugh. Because, again, I, we yeah, just the whole history between Arkansas-Tennessee and Tony V and all that. The one thing I saw, and it made me laugh being there at the game, I'm like, every time one of those Tennessee players struck out or had a strike that they didn't agree with, they looked over at Tony Vitello, almost as if, like, you know, this, that's crap. And like I was just like, have these guys ever struck out legitimately? Because I've got the vibe where I'm like, every strikeout, unless they like struck out swinging, but if it was like they got two strikes for what they were looking or whatever it was, it's just like they did not agree at all with any of the calls there. Well, the too. good thing about, like, is it track man, I guess, that Bubba and them have yeah. up in the thing? I mean, he was like, that, that's a strike. I can see it right here. And most, I think, maybe every single one of those that they complained about, which is a lot worse strikes, which is crazy. But it, it I mean, I think you kind of see them, their head coach does it, so it's okay. Like we saw last year, they did some stuff that <laughs> was allowed to go on, and yeah. you kind of are who your head coach is, and you don't see our guys do too much of that. Yeah. As You're, a matter of fact, if we did do that, when I was up there with DBH, he would tell you to shut up, be quiet, <laughs> I'll handle it. I don't want you getting thrown at, like, that's not your job. I'll be the one, if I need to get on the umpire, I will, and we know he will. Oh, yeah. So you brought up something there with the pitch track. How do you feel about that? Because there's been discussion as far as letting a robot call balls and strikes. Oh, man. (laughs) There's pros and cons to it. I mean, I could see, like, that would be great to take that out of it. But, man, like, that's just, I guess it's more the old school. Like, it's just part of the game. Now, if there's... I say that we could have probably played for a national championship had we had an umpire <laughs> yeah. automated. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. But no, uh, no Perry Costello yeah. talk allowed on here. I don't know, man. It's tough because umpires are just so used to growing up and they're a part of the game and it's the human element of it. But you know, at least there are replays now to get some of those calls right or wrong and double check and all that. I like that part of it. I, I don't know that I'm quite ready to to automate it, but. It could be like the new rules now. They do it, and you just got to get used to it. And then it's like, oh, look, why didn't we do this 10 years ago? Well, I think also, and, you know, once you get to know certain umpires and kind of know what they, they have their consistencies or sometimes they're inconsistent, but at least what their tendencies may be, I'm sure as a coach and maybe even as a pitcher or whatever, you're like, okay, you know, this umpire, he doesn't, you know, his strike zone's yeah. pretty small, mm-hmm. so here's how you adjust. So I think that's kind of also a fun little strategy that you can have where, you know, one umpire, you might be throwing all over the place and they'll call strike on anything. Then the other one's like, no, you got to be right there into the mix. So it's it's a strategy type of thing you have to do. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of, that's how the game's always been. You know, this is his zone. And that's when you usually see your pitching coach or your head coach get a little upset is like, we just want consistent. If you're calling the high strike, call the high strike. If it's a low strike, you you learn to what to expect and you're coming to the box or pitching like, He's giving me this and that. So the inconsistent guys are the ones that drive everybody nuts for sure. Mm-hmm. Like if the guy's zone is not great, but he is he's calling a, <laughs> he's calling a strike off the plate, but he's doing it for both teams, like that's his zone. You can adjust to it a little bit, but it's the inconsistent guys that are just really brutal to watch. Yeah. And that's where the frustrations boil over yeah. too. 
love the fact that you talked about Dave and saying that you tell him to shut up because he doesn't want. Because I was trying, I was trying to put him out. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it was at least uh, making it for radio, uh, yeah. radio sharing. But I was trying to because I think the only player, I'm sure there's been more, but like the only player I remember from Razorback baseball getting ejected was uh, the Brian Walker deal. Oh yeah, that gets a viral video every time <laughs> where uh, he acted like he got hit, but he didn't get hit, and then he got ejected. But yeah, I, you could just tell that's of course Dave's thing is uh, you know it's. Not many players got ejected or, or got run because it's just like, hey, I'll handle it. Yeah. You know, type I mean, of he, deal. Like I said, he he is, uh, for his stature and stuff, he has always been super intimidating. I, th- I still think he's the same way. I mean, off the field, he's, he's a great, you know, his personality and everything's incredible, but he has a way of going about things. You're not going to chirp at the umpire. That's his job if it's needed and all that. And, I mean, you, like you said, you don't see our guys doing all this, this other extracurricular stuff during the game that other teams like to do. It's just not that's not how he's cut. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell tremendously. I respect it, man. I love it. Yeah. I love watching that you know, their style of play. Man. Yeah. Well it's it's working out for him, especially so far this year. Uh for a top of the hour update, uh, let's get C W and Camden. What's up, C W? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, I got about three three quick things I want to ask you about. Number one, you were just talking about the book. The pitchers go from the stretch, and they come up and they go step, and they still take about two or three extra steps. They move that front foot. Why is that not considered a ball? Why are they not coming up and going set and then making the throw to the plate? Well, the are you are you talking about with guys on base or nobody on base? At, in any time, any pitcher that comes up, because you see it, a lot in college and now I'm professional they come up they come set and they still take about three they move that front foot about three times two or three times like it's I, I, I don't know it to me it seems like they're trying to almost have a fake move to somehow you know get the runner to to be caught off guard so in my experience, as long as you always did, if you're consistent in how you came set, and I can remember Mariano Rivera, he would have his hand set, but he would kind of pump them a little bit, and but he always would come set, you know, at the end. From what I've always seen and heard from umpires, as long as you were like consistent with what you're doing, you weren't doing something like this, and you'd move your foot a little bit here. As long as you were like consistent in how you would come set, they those things they would let slide because you weren't trying to be deceptive. Is probably more of your delivery. Um, but if you're doing some different things, I I think it should be called. But as far as what I've always seen, if you're consistent in how you come set, if you do a little foot thing, if you do it every time and it's part of your thing, you know, they let it slide. Hey, CW, hey, we appreciate you calling in. We're up against it, man. Uh, we got to take the top of the hour update. When we come back, we'll have more Trigger Tuesday. We'll get to what's bothering us in the world of sports as well as more of your phone calls and text messages here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. when buying tires. Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service,